Hi, I'm Joe Allgood, and you're listening to The Graph. Welcome back to another episode of The Graph. We have a special episode, actually of Plot Points, where we're going to be walking through the latest print edition of the Pepperdine graphic. And if you haven't grabbed one, what are you doing listening to this? Pause it for a second and go grab yourself a physical copy. If you're on campus, you can find one on the newsstands that are scattered around. And if you're not on campus, I'm sorry you might not be able to get a physical edition, but you are able to read along if you go to pepperdinegraphic.com. Now that we've got that sorted out, Let's get started. All right. Up first, we've got the news section. So I have brought in our news editor, Samantha Torre. Hey, good to be back. I'm very excited to talk about this section. Thank you for being here, Sam. Uh, and uh, and we've got some some hot off the press, brand new news for everyone here. So let's start with the front page, which... Actually, is kind of ironic. It's not a news story that takes up most of the front page, but tell us about it, Sam. Yes. So a big thing with the graphic and the big thing with uh, design is wanting our front pages to be visual, right? Because news isn't just the written word. It's also like the stories. We take in things with our eyes. We take in things with our ears. Um, And Lucian took some amazing photos of the men's volleyball game that was happening. Actually, um, on the same night as we were making the print paper. So that was really cool getting to really put these photos in um, as the win happened. So yes, we do go into uh, the Ben's volleyball win against Harvard at the Firestone Fieldhouse. Um, and we have a little blurb about what happened with the game and an amazing, very visual picture from Lucian. Yeah, I won't say too much. It is incredible what they did with the design here on this. Very well integrated into the story. Yes, our amazing design- creative director. Yeah. And then there's another story also on the front page off to the side and it's our bleed story. Can you tell us a bit about that one? Yeah. So this story is actually written by me um, and it is about the pause that the Pepperdine Ambassadors Council has been placed on um, by advancement for the 2022 to 2023 academic year. Um, And it bleeds. So it is continued on into a four and a five and that's another just amazing design by Haley um and what's really helpful is we have a timeline on the bottom because a lot of these dates do kind of get um a little complicated to keep in the head and that really just helps you see just how long PAC has been a part of this university so yeah I looked into just what happened and why this pause was put in place and you know the things students and members of PAC had to say about it and then what the administration had to say about it and just kind of looked to see what went down and i think that'll probably be it's a bit of a long story so that might have to be its own bit yeah yeah and i've read through it it's uh well first i have to say good job thank you uh and it is you know there's a lot going on a lot of different names and and moving parts in that story which means there will be a separate episode of the graph on this story coming out soon so be on the lookout for that one but back to the print edition moving on to a2 we have our Fun little uh, multiple elements here, similar to the other print editions. So tell us about this one, Sam. Yeah, so for good news, our managing editor, Abby Royal, 
wrote a really good story on just finding her love of art, finding her love of, you know, creating things and using that as a way to like relax and center herself. Um, we also just have some upcoming events to be on the lookout for. I know the table is tomorrow. And we have our crossword puzzle, which is green in honor of St. Patty's Day and also um, is based on the answers in this print edition. So if you read it, that'll probably help you answer it. And then we have our SGA meeting recap. So they passed some resolutions, um, one of which was the addition of more well-labeled sustainability bins. Um, they approved some new amendments to their constitution and they discussed a scholarship to help out college students. And then again, we have bad parking, which just highlights bad parking on Pepperdine's campus. Yep. Yeah. I love, uh, I love Abby's good news. And if you know Abby, she has uh, a really just a passion for design and art. So that's so fitting for her. And then uh, moving on to A3, we have a, uh, I love this story. It's, uh, it's very cute. It's about sea lions. So uh, tell us about that one, Samantha. Yes. Uh, when Allie, actually, she's our senior and climate change reporter, pitched it to me. She's like, I have a story about sea lions. And I was like, oh, is it going to be a happy story? That's so cute. And she was like, uh, kind of. Um, so, but I do um, really enjoy this story. So it talks a lot about the threats to sea lions and how ki- climate change can kind of impact them, such as their food being um, pushed further offshore in search of colder waters or um, algal blooms and kind of the chemicals that come from that um, that affect sea lions and then from that they talk about how the center California Wildlife Center um, treats rehabilitates and then these sea lions um, and just giving them you know the help they need but also releasing them back into the wild and how important this wildlife is to Malibu yeah yeah very important story uh, touching story and and uh, some great pictures there I love the uh, do you know this picture on the bottom here by Lucian? Is that a drone? Yes. So yeah. Lucian is our photo editor. He is able to use a drone and he got some really great photos of sea lions that we used. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Heard about PAC, so we're going to skip. Skipping that page on to A7 because A6 is a full page ad. So A7, we've got a story about the Westward Beach Road, which is just a constant uh, off and on kind of thing here. Tell us about that. Yes. So Abby Will, our managing editor, she wrote a story about how um, the parking in on Westward Road Beach as a result of the closures is getting difficult for both tourists and residents. And, you know, she speaks to some of the residents. She speaks to the chair of the Public Safety Commission, uh, Chris Frost. And she also talks to some beach visitors and kind of talk and speaks about, like, how do they park? Is it difficult as a resident to see, you know, people come in and park? Does it that affect your day-to-day life as a, you know, tourist or a visitor? What's that like getting onto the beach? And then from public safety, just kind of what do you see on the day-to-day? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I think I've reported on this story for Newswaves as well a couple of years ago. I think this road has fallen into the ocean or something, mudslides, like three times since I've been here. Yeah, me and Abby wrote a story on coastal erosion back in yeah. the fall, and there was a lot about how the, you know, as the water is kind of coming up, how that is putting this road in danger, leading to the closure of the road and all of these fun. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a real shame, too. Westward Beach is my favorite and mm. uh, maybe the best place to see the sunset if you are looking for recommendations there lovely that we double we talk about the news and we also give you fun yeah. outings in Malibu. watching all right uh next page is actually uh, a story that graph listeners will know because we just 
had an episode about it. So tell us about this one on A8 just briefly. Yeah, so Millie, our assistant news editor, did a story on where unhoused individuals in Malibu go um, when there's rainy weather. And if, you know, you looked outside in the past couple of days, you know that we have been getting a decent amount of rain. And she talks about basically the resources that both are offered and maybe are in need in Malibu. Um, and she talks to both, we have an, um, two anonymous sources in here, you know, to protect their identities. So she talks to Jack and John Doe about, you know, what they do to stay dry and stay safe. And then she also talks to um, the people from the People's Concern, which is an organization based in Santa Monica that offers help to unhoused individuals. And then she also talks to public safety liaison Luis Flores about, you know, what kind of um, resources Malibu has. Yeah, and if you uh, haven't given that episode of The Graph a listen yet, go back and do that. It's got a lot of good information about that story there. All right, and last but not least, the final story in the news section. We have our uh, update on the Hub for Spiritual Life. So tell us about that story, Sam. Yes, so Abby Wilt, uh, managing editor, has once again written a story for the news section, and she has written about Tim Spivey, who Pepperdine has named as the new Associate Vice President of Spiritual Life, and they did that on March 5th. So Abby has really been following the changes in the hub. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about that, you can read about it. But there have been changes to hub leadership in the past you know, two years. Uh, before Abby, it was Ashley Malreader, our previous managing editor, who covered it. And Abby's just talking about um, Tim Spivey coming in. He begins his position on April 1st and just kind of his goals uh, for the Hub for Spiritual Life. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for news. Thank you, Sam, for coming in. Of course. Very and, fun. And uh, we'll have the other three sections on, so stay tuned for those. All right, we're moving on to our next section, and I am here with our perspective section editor, Emily Chase. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So today we have some hot fresh opinions in the mm. perspective section so we'll just start her right off with the first page of the section uh what do we got emily so we're gonna start off the section with a staff editorial about spring cleaning and the change of seasons and what that can mean for not just cleaning but for life what do we want to clean out of our lives and start fresh so that's kind of a sneak peek at the first page excellently put i have not done spring cleaning neither have i um, so a good reminder for me Moving on to the next page. We have a letter from the editor. Our managing editor, Abby Wilt, wrote a story about a kind of a hot topic, if you want to call it that. Um, it's about how the new university policies um, hurt are hurting the graphics reporting and how we're struggling with having in-person interviews and how that affects our stories and why it's negatively impacting overall the graphics total reporting process. Um, and it's really interesting and it's really just something you should all read. I would second that. Mm -hmm. If you haven't read it, please go do that. Pause this. Go do it right now. Mm -hmm. Big story there. Definitely. All right. Turning the page to the next page. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was not a joke. I don't know why I laughed. I don't either. On A12, what do we got? So on A12, there is uh, one of our writers, Hope Lockwood, wrote about the sexual relations statement that the university put out and how it is targeting um, the LGBTQ plus community and why it is 
time up on that statement to be even in existence and why it should be revoked, why it should be taken away and how it's just it's it's old and times are changing. And so should the university statement about it. Yeah. It's really important. Great work by Hope there. Mm hmm. And then the next page, we have two stories. Yes, we do. Some wonderful art as well. I mean, the whole section, we haven't mentioned any of the art yet, but. You're definitely going to have to see it. I mean, the design yeah. on this section for this issue is amazing. Yes. Really good job. Um, so for that first top, top story is uh, <laughs> one of my writers, Faith, wrote about how in common media and television shows, there are these romantic tropes that are often portrayed and they can often lead to unhealthy, um, what's the word? Unhealthy portrayals of this in real life. And so the title is, You Don't Need Romance, You Need Therapy. And I think it's just a wonderful um, story about something that we all see every day and just kind of the take on why that's negatively impacting viewers. Yeah, great headline there too. Really catches the reader's attention. Mm -hmm. And then below that, (laughs) under the fold, as we say, Right. Newspaper. And then the, <laughs> newspaper lingo. Um, and then the next one is written by Madison Look. And it is she, she wrote a story entitled It is Better to Give Than to Receive. So it's about how generosity should infiltrate everybody's lives in a in a good way. But um, people should just be more generous in their daily lives. And she gives some good points for that. True that. Really mm-hmm. channeling the spirit of George Pepperdine there. Definitely. And then. <laughs> The final page of the perspective section may be my personal favorite. I don't know about you, I think it's my personal favorite. I got to design this page, which was super fun. And we had an amazing guest writer this week. Really? Yes. Who who is the guest writer, Emily? (laughs) It was Willie the Wave. And we (laughs) had our very own Willie the Wave write a news story or perspective story Uh for the paper this week. And he talked about his journey and his ability to do a handstand publicly at a Pepperdine game. So he gave a great perspective and I'm so excited that he was able to write for us. And if you guys want to read uh, Willie's words, you should pick up the the graphic this week. That is incredible. I didn't even know Willie could write. I mean, he doesn't speak, so. No. I guess he prefers the written word. And then below it, maybe one of the, vastly becoming one of the most popular parts of the graphic is our uh, own comic. Yes. So I started the comic this semester and it's called Big Waves Comic. And every print edition, we have our amazing art editor, Vivian. Um, She creates the art for it. And one of my good friends, Luke Franklin, he writes all of the comics um, and the perspectives team and I come up with great ideas to pitch him or what we think are great ideas, I guess. And this week we have our dear Willie the Wave again, but he's discovering our latest special edition. With uh about with our editor of the special edition, Beth. So everyone needs to see this. Yes, great art, Hands great storyline. Won't give too much away because mm-hmm. you have to read it. Well, that is all for the perspective section. Thank you, Emily, for stopping by. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next section, we have arrived at Life and Arts, and I'm here with actually someone who's been on the podcast before, a familiar voice. It's Life and Arts section editor, Tanya Yarian. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me back. Great to be here. Thanks for being on the podcast again. Uh, This time, though, we're talking about Life and Arts, so let's just start with that front page. It's eye-catching. It's got lots of color. Tell us about that story there. 
Yes, so this is Lauren's story, um, A Guide to Healthy Living, How to Incorporate Balance and Intuition into Life. And first off, I want to say the design on the page is just incredible, super eye-catching, super fun to look at. Skylar did an amazing job with that. Um, And yeah, Lauren pitched the story. She really wanted to talk about healthy lifestyles and kind of how Pepperdine students incorporate not just food, but also like working out um, and how each person really cultivates like their own workout routine. Um, She also talked to students about like where that inspiration comes from, whether it's from family um, and not kind of going or being influenced by social media um, within, you know, their lifestyle and how to um, kind of live healthy. Um, So one student she talked to really talked about his health transformation and how, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but it's something that he really worked hard at. um, And he really like thanked his family, but also himself for really kind of sticking to like a certain ha- certain habits, um, whether it's like waking up early or whether it's reading his Bible. Um, and so, yeah, she really got um, a lot of students' perspectives um, on that. Yeah, yeah. And it, like you said, great design on that page. It, you have to see it, so pick up a copy. Looks like a delicious salad. All right, turning the page to B2. What have we got here, Tanya? So this is Faith O's story about student workers and how they balance work and class. And I think this story, especially with like people looking for internships and looking for on-campus jobs for next year, was definitely an important story and very timely to the community. So she talked to Shelby White um, at the Student Employment Office and she talked with student workers, some who balance more than one job. Um, A certain student, Kimberly Banda, she has... I think it was one on-campus job at the financial aid office, and then she has two off-campus jobs, um, one at Urban Outfitters, one at Malibu Farm. So she really got a good variety of students who really talked about, um, you know, how they, why they decided to get an on-campus job, whether it was an opportunity to connect with the university's community or whether it was just because something they love and they're passion, passionate about. Um, and students talked about kind of, Balancing whether if they have like nightly hours, kind of balancing that with schoolwork um, and how they kind of have to plan out their days or plan out their weeks accordingly, whether it's to get all their homework done in a week and then have the weekends to enjoy. Um, And yeah, that's that story. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very relevant story for all you campus workers out there. And also, you know, Kim is a, a friend of mine, so great to hear her perspective on that. Flipping to the next page. Oh, we have an ad. So yes, shout out, shout out Sahaj for yes. the amazing ads in the paper this week. Paying the bills. All right, <laughs> flipping to the next page. Before we've got two stories here, so uh, unpack those for us a bit. Yes. So the first story on the page is how students decorate their dorms, which um, was a really fun story. Jackie Lopez wrote that, um, and. I actually thought of this story idea. I live in Lovernick, so I was just walking in the courtyard. And when you're in the courtyard, you can see into the windows of students' rooms sometimes, and especially if like they leave their blinds open. And so I always see like flowers in the room or like certain pictures or certain like decorations on the wall. Um, and so I think I really wanted, you know, somebody to cover that and kind of bring that to life. So Jackie took on that story. Um, and it's just a really fun 
joyful story, really lifestyle-y. Um, students talk about their favorite colors in their room and how they decorated, what they put on their walls, why it's important to them. Um, and then she even her she even asked questions beyond just decorating. Um, students talked about like how cleanliness is important. Um, even with being a Pepperdine, you know, you're sharing common space, even you're sharing rooms if you have a roommate. So students also talked about like picking room decorations and like coordinating with their roommate, um, kind of how all that goes and um, the positive and negatives of that. Um, so yeah, that was that story. And then the story under that is actually a profile on Mock Trial, one of the clubs on campus. And Melina covered that story. Um, and she talked to a couple of people on the e-board. Um, and she talked to members of the club and also one of the coaches. Um, and their coaches are real practicing attorneys. So Mock Trial really kind of teaches students about law and about, you know, competition, career paths, community. Um, and one main thing of the story is kind of definitely talking about how you don't have to be a pre-law student to join the club. Um, students really talked about like the community in the club. Um, and one fun little aspect is their lawyer support dog, which is a stuffed animal they take to competitions and he has made appearances. Um, so yeah, it's definitely an important extracurricular on activity and Melina did a really good job at highlighting that club on campus. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love the lawyer support dog. It's like air bud, but with a lawyer. <laughs> um, and then going back to decorating dorms, I'm curious, Tanya, do you mm -hmm. have a favorite piece of dorm decoration? Oh, great question, Joe. I would love to talk about that. Um, so I have a couple of Harry Styles posters, both in our common space and in my room. And I even have like along with that, I think with the posters came air fresheners of Harry. So I also have an air wow. freshener in my car um, with Harry on it. So I would say Harry. Harry yeah. Styles is everywhere in my room. <laughs> a good theme. Um, I think my favorite personally would be uh, my big mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> if you mm. know what that is. Singing fish. That's great. Really lights up the room, ties it all together. Love to hear it. All right, I'm moving to the last page of the section. This one is uh, probably the one you're the most familiar with, Tanya. <laughs> Tell us about this story. Yes, so this is my story, a review on the new season of Outer Banks, season three, that came out on Netflix um, towards the end of February. And becoming Life and Arts editor this year, I really have started to love doing movie, TV show reviews. So um, Outer Banks is a show that, I started watching when the first season came out, um, and so I really wanted to review the third season because I feel I felt like it was super different from the other two seasons, and I kind of talk about that and talk about um, the characters' growth and just some heartbreaking scenes and emotional scenes, um, and also talking about kind of the treasure that they're after. Um, I felt like this season was a little more focused on the treasure. But still, overall, it was um, it was a good season. But yeah, and I kind of also went into like past seasons and how that influenced it. Um, and so people can watch the new season on Netflix um, to see everything happen. And then we had another ad. Shout out to Hedge again. Yeah. Organic body waxing. Yeah. 50 percent off for all. <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, great job on the Outer Banks story. I haven't seen it, so. You should watch it. I maybe should. Yeah, three seasons. 
a lot of catching up to do. You do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that breakdown of the life and arts section, Tanya. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Happy to be here. All right. And last but not least, we come to the sports section. And I have brought in our sports section editor, Jerry Jang. Thanks for having me here today, Joe. Thanks for being here, Jerry. All right, Jerry. Let's start with the first page of the sports section, or I guess the last page, uh, B10. It is. a story on volleyball. So let's hear a bit about that one. Yeah, you know, the volleyball season's going pretty good so far. So we decided to profile one of their athletes, Trey Cole. He's a junior, plays libero, defensive position. We felt like, you know, um, a lot of athletes, uh, when you're talking about sports, you always focus on the offensive players and all those exciting highlights. But at the back end of it, it's always a defense that wins games and championships. So we really wanted to highlight Trey Cole and his performance so far. And it's really interesting read, you know, um, John Joffrey, uh, who wrote this piece, he really did a good job of diving into his story, talking about how he played various sports throughout his lifetime. And um, they were all defensive positions, which kind of led into him being a defensive player in volleyball. So um, he did a really good job on this story. So I want to give a shout out to John and, um, also, yeah, men's volleyball has been killing it so far, too. Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. And it's good to see a story on uh, the defense for a change. You know, offense gets all the glory, but defense wins championships, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so flipping the page to B9, uh, we have another story also on volleyball here, but it's uh, women's volleyball. So let's hear about that, Jerry. Yeah, so on the women's volleyball side, we have head coach Scott Wong. He recently decided a contract extension in January. So earlier in one of our preconditions, we kind of talked about contract, contract extensions a little bit. But here we wanted to profile his career and wanted to profile... Um, what led to his point and he has a pretty interesting career you know he started out as a athlete here at Pepperdine and playing under um, for for a couple of years while moving on to coaching then uh, goes to University of Hawaii for coaching then comes back to Pepperdine and yeah he's been staying here ever since uh, more than um, 10 plus years with uh, Pepperdine I think so um, yeah you know it's a really I think for coaches, we decided to highlight coaches um, in this edition because much like, you know, the other volleyball piece, you know, coaches, they don't really get talked about as much. And, you know, you got to have someone who steers the ship the right way. And so um, uh, the women's indoor volleyball team, they've been doing a fantastic job. They made a um, deep run into the NCAA tournament the past couple of years. So they've been uh, doing a really good job. And we just wanted to highlight them and uh, Coach Scott Wong. Yeah, yeah. Great profile there by our sports assistant, Tony Gleason. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on to B8. This one is a bit more of a somber note. Um, let's hear a bit about that story, Jerry. Yeah. Um, Nick Goindoff, he was a really uh, powerful member of the Pepperdine community, um, specifically in the swimming community. He bought the uh, pretty much brought the program from the ground up and um uh, you know one of our um it was actually our managing editor abby well she had a she had a really interesting connection with this story so she thought she wanted to write about it and um you know talked to a lot of players and 
um, but what his impact was on the community and how he would always have like a really good energy, a really good vibe. And, um, you know, it's just something that, you know, he, he's going to be missed within our community and uh, swimming community as well. So, um, yeah, we wanted to highlight him and his story and let everyone know what, what type of person he is. Yeah, really, really touching tribute there. And great work by, by as you mentioned, our managing editor, Abby Wood. All right. And then on the other side of that, page B7, we have uh, another highlight of maybe a lesser, uh, lesser acknowledged part of the sports community here at Pepperdine. Really interesting story here. Uh, tell us about that one, Jerry. Yeah, so student managers, um, they kind of, you know, they knew a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, uh, setting up, um, setting up and, you know, all that stuff and making sure the players are ready to perform. I think that's something pretty interesting. So uh, a couple of my friends are student managers and they, uh, I've profiled one of them before and he just kind of talked about how his responsibilities of being student manager is more um, it's, there's more that meets the eye and it's more than just setting up practice and stuff. So, um, a year later, um, we decided to do another student manager story. And this is now a story about how they are volunteering without pay. Essentially they are, um, you know, putting in the same amount of hours, if not more hours than the athletes. Um, and they're still not getting paid because this is my definition of a volunteering service. So, um, kind of a, you know, some student managers were wondering why they weren't getting paid. And then athletics is saying, well, it's a volunteering position. So, um, this was a, this was a article demonstrating that. And a lot of the student managers, managers that I interviewed, um, kind of echo the same sentiment where they just do this for the passion of the sport and, um, not really looking to get paid, but just try to be around the sport and, you know, just help me out whenever they can. So I think that's something pretty interesting. And, uh, while it is kind of unfortunate they're not getting paid, it's kind of also a volunteering gig, and I think they kind of know that going into it. So um, I think this is just something that we wanted to highlight as well. Yeah, yeah, for the love of the game, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all very important stories for the sports community, the Pepperdine sports community, and uh, and thank you for breaking those down for us. If you haven't picked up a copy, please go do that and read all about these important parts of our sports community. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Well, that does it for this special episode of The Graph, Plot Points Edition. Thank you to all the section editors who sat down with me and talked through the most recent edition of the Pepperdine Graphic. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you haven't grabbed a copy of the Pepperdine Graphic, go do that and read through these stories. They're very important to our community. And once again, Thank you for listening to The Graph. The Graph is a PGM podcast production dedicated to giving listeners like you a behind-the-scenes look at some of the stories published in the Pepperdine Graphic. Remember to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you'd like to let us know how we're doing, feel free to email the Pepperdine Graphic 
or contact us on social media. And thank you for listening to The Grav.